The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. sure you all remember we've been talking about the um the the tower lease buyout for oh a couple months now and uh we've had we've had presentations by both uh tower point and american tower representatives as well as um we've had our presentation from uh our, our contact at uh, Wayne State University to try and help us uh, go through some of these other details and nuances that many of us are not necessarily aware of um, or privy to not being in that um, in that field. And so really it's just, uh, this is just time for you all to discuss um, the different proposals that we've received. I have talked to American Tower. Um, I did talk to American Tower um, to confirm that they're okay with uh, allowing a little bit more, more time for council to discuss and digest the information. Um, and, you know, obviously they would like to see this happen as soon as possible, but um, they are, they are certainly willing to, to give us a little bit more time to are willing to give you all some more time to discuss and make the best decision possible. So okay. um, this is, like I said, this is your opportunity. Any discussion? So we're, um, I, I think I've asked, but we're, so were you guys able to find the, the contracts that came up in discussion previously that made a big, I guess uproar. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what. Uh, well, I know what. Excuse me. I know it was what I provided to the council uh, about four weeks ago in terms of agreements that I had. I I did go back through and I uh, we have a number. Of, we'd be amazed how many file folders I have on different cell towers, different co-locator agreements within the city. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, the original agreement. With the original agreement with uh, what was SBA uh, power at the time that uh, everyone should have. That's the original one. That agreement was amended and extended in 2006 when they relocated the tower uh, based on the development of Michigan curves. So that 
agreement was extended again the only changes were the location and then there was an there were four additional five-year extensions so the original five-year term plus a total of 40 years of renewal five years so that at least we're actually still under under contract with them until 2043 not 2023 there's an additional 20 years on that lease okay so no i was so i was curious because he he kept asking so where's the other money coming from so that is all accounted for in those contracts or so that's every uh each provider so this this agreement is just with for the tower for the ground lease with the tower and, and the structure the structure and the ground right equipment there there was the city did have a separate uh lease agreement with at&t directly they actually added i believe it was a 20 foot addition or something on the top of that tower so that they could because they didn't want to co-locate with the existing american towers uh, predecessor so there's, there was a separate agreement with AT&T that at one point we had uh, Nextel was on both that tower and the DPS tower. And I believe it was, uh, uh, Metro PCS was, had a co-locator agreement mm -hmm. on the Sunnybrook tower. So there were at one point, and there are still three on there. I don't, I don't know which three they are. Um, but there are still three users on that tower, so we should we should be getting revenue from um, not only from American Tower but from those providers that that are located on that tower. So in the future, so if we change anything up, do you think we should know who those lessees are? Or yeah, and that's part of the agreement. If they if they change, um, we uh, they're required to sign a co-locator agreement with the city. Uh, like I said, those, um, I, I don't know who the current providers are. We, I'd have to sit down with Pam and go over the, the revenue to see what comes Well, on the Sunnybrook Tower, we have, um, I want to say T-Mobile and also, um, just a minute, just drew a blank here. T-Mobile and Dish are on the, okay. Dish Wireless are on that tower. And then we get the, um, and then on the Sunnybrook Tower, we're getting a check from AT and T, or actually, which comes from um, SBC Crown, Crown Castle. Right? Crown Castle, yes, it comes from Crown Castle, and that has two um, two amounts that come on that check. That's that's the AT and T, probably the AT and T lease separate. Correct. And then there should be, like I said, Metro PCS, and I think. T-Mobile may have assumed next time. Mm, yes. And that, that may be the co-locators or the Barrazos number. So that would be, and then either Metro PCS or DISH, but I don't have anything for DISH. We have, di well, that's on the check that it comes in under, comes on in on DISH and T-Mobile. I think it's been this whole year, at least, because it hasn't gone down at all. 
and it may have changed depending on assumption and depending on VCS ability, but I'm not sure. Um, Councilwoman Miller, I, the gentleman called me originally, and I have not had much of any of this tower information because Cheryl was on it before this, and then the, the gentleman called me, I thought he was actually with the other tower company when I first started talking to him. Bruce talked to the gentleman that came in from Wayne State, and he had talked to him and he knew more about what was going on through the guy, the gentleman at Wayne State and that. So I'm the one that asked Bruce if he would call this guy from Tower Point to find out what he was talking about, what, because he was talking to the guy from um, Wayne State. So I thought maybe they could, Bruce could figure it out better than I could at that time. So that's why Bruce got in the, involved in the middle because of the gentleman from Wayne State. I thought with Bruce talking to him and trying to get information on these towers, that if he talked to Tower Point, he could probably put that information together better than I could. Okay. And that's how that happened. Okay, I understand that initially. And then Patrick from Wayne State had recommended that we contact I'm just wondering why between our last meeting and this meeting, uh, you know, is this going on uh, March 29th, actually, of last week, um, where Bruce is again reaching out and talking about contracts and all that kind of stuff. Is that, I mean, is that how things are done? Are people all negotiating it? Or, you know, what, what does the process look like? He's just trying to bring information to the table for council to discuss. He's just a 
trying to bring the information here so you guys can discuss it. And he's trying to get it to you guys is what he's doing. That's my understanding. He's not trying to negotiate anything with anybody. He's just trying to, oh, oops, I'm sorry. He's trying to follow up with the information to get it to council. And that's what the emails are to give you guys information of what he's, what they have discussed with him. I've been included on the emails. I was also on one of the calls with this tower point. that is the american tower a tower they're doing it for tower american tower tower alliance is doing it for them and they have given us their their quotes their demand what they're asking for your mic closer to uh closer up onto your uh your shirt collar thank you i just want to make sure that you're heard i mean i guess so is like that the way that things that things that one person I think in a fully staffed administration, the, the administration could probably handle that. But given the severe understaffing and workload of the current interim administrators, I think they're looking for help anyone who can get it. Now, this isn't the first time that the city has solicited this office to, to buy out the contract and renegotiate. This comes up every five or six years. Uh, typically, the administrator handles it. Has handled in the past, yet for lack of an administrator, that's when Bruce is stepping up with something else. Collecting information, not negotiating, signing contracts, and that's ultimately from the council. Uh, it just seemed it was a little uh, information has been a little slanted towards um, towards one company. I, you know, I don't know, and that and my I may, may be totally off, but. That is something that you know residents and other uh, companies could also uh, also surmise from the situation. But it's it's just hard to, to follow the rules that seem to continue to break when I'm not really sure what they are. So just wanted clarification on that. And if there's something in writing somewhere, I'm sure if you wanted to take the lead on this group, we'd be happy to you're dissatisfied with most things that go on here and then you okay. say you don't have an opportunity for a voice so we're giving you an opportunity we're giving you the floor what is it that you would like to do? how would you like to handle this differently? 
I, I would like everyone to get information at the same time and make decisions objectively and responsibly and make sure that we are spending taxpayer dollars wisely and making decisions uh, for the benefit of the residents. That's what I'm asking for. How is what, what has transpired concluded that? that? That's how, how is how is what has developed and how is this collection of this information been I, I just said these emails going back and forth and oh well you know we'd be happy to give you copies of contracts. Where I mean I'm I'm concerned that you, if you say we do this every five years or every a couple of years, why don't we have well, we, don't, we currently don't have a clerk here? The clerk would normally be the one that would Okay. Okay. We don't have a clerk. Okay. Anything else? Okay. Are you all set? Yeah. Okay. So next is a canvas uh, ballot. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this is another one of those items that we've been uh, discussing for for a little while now um and uh, we are approaching uh a deadline to uh to get this information if, if council would like to choose to put this on the ballot for the november um for the november uh election for uh residents to decide uh, about the state of cannabis facilities in the city we are approaching a deadline um i believe it's in May, although I could be wrong. Um, and so this is just an opportunity for you once again to uh, consider the uh, the draft charter amendment language uh, just provided in your packet. This was something that uh, City Attorney Baker had provided January, maybe February. Um, and so this is just uh, another opportunity for you to discuss uh, this, this draft amendment, uh, make any changes or discuss any changes you may want to see uh, and to, to move this process forward if that's the way you choose to. Well, the, the date that's coming up, uh, next version, that's the that's some applications. Uh, no, that would be to get this oh, language no, to yeah, the state for approval and, and inclusion on the November ballot. I thought we also put a deadline on how long we were sunsetting the application process, or did we just put that in? in okay, okay, just one. Yep. Okay. So we yeah. had city administration. Yes. So, um, so and and you know just for additional information, I guess. I mean, I I know I've received several. Um, I received several inquiries uh, a week from different. Um, individuals in the cannabis field, whether they are uh, cannabis facility operators or um, more recently, I've been getting, um, I've been receiving phone calls and emails from our commercial property owners that have um, been approached and in some instances have agreements in place with these cannabis facilities, um, to, you know, whether it is to purchase property, to um, lease their property, have partnerships. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of concern uh, about the uncertainty, um, at least from their perspective. And uh, just, you know, just want to make you aware that this is 
this is making several of our commercial property owners very nervous to say the least. Um, and you know, just have that in the back of your mind as you can continue to discuss what you'd like to do with cannabis. Question? Sure. Um, which businesses have been approached? For we um for businesses. No, I cannot provide you that information. I I that I, I understand, but that is one, not something that I am necessarily recording. These are private, these are private, um, these are private negotiations between private individuals. The city is not um, involved in, in that. Yeah, I wouldn't, I, that's not, that is not information that I have. Um, but it is important our residents know that we may not know exactly where this might be. It might be near the your block, it might be behind your house. I, I, I understand where you're so coming from. I'm saying if we move forward, those are some things or obstacles that might be in the way. That would be um, if, if council chooses to move forward with cannabis, I think that um, those locations will be identified. Okay. Uh, those locations will be known very quickly. Um, but right now I can, I am comfortable saying that every property owner along Southfield Road has more than likely been contacted and had conversations with someone from the cannabis industry over the last two and a half to three years. Whether that property is in an eligible zoning district or not. Um, the cannabis industry folks are um, very eager for information and they are very diligent in finding locations that may suit both their needs and that particular property owner's needs. So. It's been a problem in Berkeley, it's been a problem in our I don't disagree, Councilwoman Fines. I'm, I'm just saying, no, I know. I'm just, I, I and again, I, I just want to reiterate that these are locations that we would know um, if and when Council chooses to move forward. But just for the purpose of this discussion, I don't have that information. I think we've all been approached, um, not just uh, businesses, but we've all been approached by, I think everyone else has.
consideration? Do they not want to put it on the ballot? Do they want to move it forward with an application contingent upon the hiring of a new administrator? I think there needs to be some clear direction. Not only would that, well, that it's going to be necessary for me to be able to get the appropriate paperwork prepared, but it's also going to be, I think it's going to be important for not only the industry, but also your existing commercial property owners, because they will have a sense of a direction as to which way that, that's, I think, what we're looking for discussion-wise and also decision-wise within the next, you know, this, this meeting and then that's our next regular meeting. Can you give me just thoughts as a council? We could also be removing because we're feeling the place, that organ. We could do that too, yes. But again, that's, I mean, there's a lot of different options and avenues that council could take, but there have yet to be any real discussions about which way council is leaning or looking, the advantages, disadvantages. Um, that's that's what I think why this is on the agenda so that council can have that discussion, you know, step towards that decision. Uh. So, but we're we're making sure we keep the ordinance in place correct, to make sure that no one can do it. Yeah, I mean it's currently in place. I would like to have something, some ordinance um, on our in our staff on our books uh, to prevent you know, the possibility of facility opening without bringing it. Forward. So, um, but there are again, there's ways that we could do it if this council wanted to. We can work on a revised version of the ordinance with without making the modifications to the existing one until the modified ordinance has been completed. So, uh, but again, those are you know, so the new members, I mean, this is something that we worked on for well over a year to get to the point where we were at uh, to have a final product. Eighteen months. At least yes. kind of, yeah, uh, several. Sorry. So it was it wasn't something that was just done overnight, but that that is one option that that council could pursue. And, and excuse me, before you begin, Councilman Knez, can you move your mic up a little bit higher, um, yeah, closer to your father? We can't hear you. Thank you. Okay, I went to several websites of cities. Wanted to see what their ordinances were regarding marijuana. I got one from Beverly Hills, from Birmingham, from Farmington Hills, from West Bloomfield. All of five pages. Most of these are one sentence ordinances. And I don't know if any of these have had problems with with people trying to come in or get in their cities without. I mean, they're very simple. And then I look at ours, what we've done. Well, this is what ours used to look like before we developed that. Well, and I'm wondering why did we do this when we had that? Because we were getting pressure from cannabis facilities to operate. We were getting requests to have facilities in the city. And then a subcommittee made or did some investigation and recommendation that the city adopt an ordinance allowing for the That's why we transitioned. So and yes, some of those communities have received ballot initiative and ballot challenges from um, ballot language from Canada. So, but they have been able to overcome them just based on their 
Well, that, that may be true currently, but that doesn't mean that there aren't more to come or that they won't have the opportunity to address that question. Well, but you have to, I will say this if I can interject. Um, Councilwoman Jimenez can uh, make the motion in the next meeting to uh, repeal it if she wants to, right? Yes, yeah, you can make the motion if that's what you choose to do. In our meeting on Monday? No, two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. Okay. I'd like input from residents. Um, we don't do the back and forth. No, no, not here. Oh, okay. I'm saying yeah, residents, let all of us know your opinion. You can email any of us, call any of us. Yeah, but you, you, think you I mean, yeah, I, I'm you, representing our residents. I'm not representing. I don't, know, I, mean, I don't think anyone's representing anything but well, the residents. But what I'm saying is that you can make a motion on Monday to repeal it or however you want to do it. But right now, we're trying to go through okay. the um, ballot language because that was the last thing that we talked about was trying to get this on the ballot so the residents can make the decision of whether or not they want to have uh, marijuana in the city. So you want to go finish with the no, I mean, I'm just really I'm looking for feedback or input or, or having a discussion. I mean, about what, what I mean, what each council member would like to see, how they would like us to. Regarding the ordinance that you just put together. Or any of it. Or regarding campus in general. Yes. Uh, you developed a charter amendment um, that you gave to us. What, what was the purpose of that as opposed to an ordinance or? In part, it was in well, large part, it was uh, the permanent trust on the charter. It's very difficult to, to change a charter. So if the um, if the residents, you know, it, it's going to if this is what ends up on the ballot in my mind, it's going to be very clear to residents. If we approve this amendment and opt and opt out under our charter, there is not going to be cannabis. In the it's it's going to be very difficult. Now, if the residents come back and say no. We don't want to let our charter out out, then it, it's equally going to be very clear that they do want cannabis in our community. So I think um, from that sense, it, and again, it's protecting, you know, should the residents decide and choose that they don't want cannabis, it's protecting them from having, you know, every time another council gets elected, they could flip flop back and forth. And not only does that um, create havoc and stress on your local business community, which is a part of your community. They're not, they don't, most of them don't live here, but, but they are part of your community, the, the business property owner. Um, but it's also putting your residents through a lot of stress in terms of what, you know, is it legal here now? Is it not legal here? I have to worry about this in the future. But I think it just it solidifies the decision. Um, it gives it some level of permanence one, one way or the other. And that's just my um, then we, the data, if this is what we end up doing, that day, probably date is very important. We should lock that in. Who has that information? Absolutely. It's, uh, well, it's, uh, I think it was April or May. I thought we discussed May, but we still needed to finalize that because there was a few, there was a few different um, dates for, there was like the August one. And, perfect. Thank you. Can you go over what exactly what our options are? What are what are our options? We decide, you know, leaving it, 
where it is and opening up the application process, what's option one, then what are uh, what other options are available here? So option uh, option one is like you said would be to resume the application period at some point when the city has the adequate staff handle that because it is going to be a, a monumental undertaking uh, just to process that amount of paperwork. That would be option one. I suppose option two would be to do nothing, leave leave the ordinance as it is, and uh, leave the current application period closed as it is currently. What that would do is that would preclude any cannabis facility from operating because they're not able to apply. So that would just, uh, and then that could be changed at any point in time going forward by a resolution of council. So council were to say, we're, we decided we're gonna start taking applications on this. They could, they could open up an application period and then pursuant to the ordinance that all the procedures and steps mm -hmm. would then take place prior to council issuing a license, the final license approval. That that process would play out. Case option three would be um, we'll call it back to charter amendment ballot initiative to opt out. Uh, again, that my recommendation would be to leave what is uh, currently there, leave it there until the election. Um, depending on the outcome of the election, uh, either the, this charter this charter amendment were adopted and cannabis was precluded, then any, any ordinance would be repealed and replaced with um, similar language to what we previously had uh, without the sunset provision. Our previous opt-out did have a sunset provision in it, which meant that after a period of time, the ordinance ceased to be effective. It was it was basically a control date for council so that they couldn't just put this off indefinitely. They had to address it prior to the expiration of that sunset. So, um, Option number four now would be um, to have council revise the current ordinance. They could make language changes or uh, whatever changes they would like to either either the zoning ordinance, the general ordinance, or uh, even the scoring matrix could modify. Those are really the or yeah, I think that's all. Or council just yeah. make unilaterally making the decision? Is that an option? Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, council could, like I said, council could. That um, would be the ordinance amendment. Yeah, they right? could amend the ordinance to say we're opting out permanently okay. and, okay. and you know, rescinding the existing ordinance and substituting it with, with an opt out. Okay. Now, does that, um, the uh, amendment? That's just going to be voted on by us. We don't have to do the signatures, right? Right. I guess that's a fifth option. Um, if the residents themselves were to submit a petition, putting it on the ballot, council could either, depending on the language, and this, if there's any residents thinking of doing this, I would highly recommend you consult with a municipal attorney or someone that has some background in preparing property grant petition and language because whatever you submit is is what the city would be stuck with. And I, and I say stuck with because there have been communities where a ballot proposal comes in and it has language that may not have been crafted as thoroughly as what what we prepared and then the city doesn't can't change that because 
is enacted through a ballot initiative. So make sure that you, you do consult with someone that has experience doing that and, and make sure that everything is, is included in there. Um, so if, if the council receives a sufficient citizen petition, they can either accept the, the language that the citizens have provided um, and enact it, or they can submit the question to the electors at the next election. So that would be, that's option five. Attorney Baker, does that make a difference if it's acting city clerk or city clerk? I mean, in the absence of an actual clerk, um, the, the duties would, would revert back to the administrator. And in the absence of an administrator, um, the interim administrator has have that ability to delegate. It's not an ideal situation, um, but we are actively searching for a clerk. Not paid on that is, but. Um, mm. Some, someone has to do it in, in the interim. I mean, there has to be a, a person serving in that capacity. Thank you. 
which is fine. We just need to know. Yeah, no, I think it's just. So I see, I'm looking at August 2nd. Mm -hmm. I was just yeah, going to say, August I think second. I found. I'm sorry, but yeah, there was an August 2nd one, but then the when you were saying about the ballot wording, and then when I saw also about having to have um, the signatures on it. So. There's uh, also August 16th ballot wording of county and local proposals to be presented at the November general election certified to county and so local clerks, local clerks receiving ballot wording forward to county clerk within two days. So that would be August 16th. We just did a charter amendment. Wouldn't that be the same thing? I believe that had to be approved by. Yeah, that, so a, a charter amendment has, 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 has to be sent to the governor's office. Mm -hmm. They have to weigh in on it. That's why I, I think it's earlier than this August date because there's some back and forth. Um, but I, I will just say that. I'll just go with the Okay. And then we just. Um, I'll send out. Thank you. Anything else for the cannabis ballot language? Yes, maybe let our residents know how to spot it um, so they can read it. On the agenda packet that was on the agenda for today, and it's on the website. So, oh, this is actually on. Well, we should have packet. Oh, yes, yes, entire agenda packet. Yeah, website. Any other questions regarding? Well, I so I question. I just because I know Attorney Baker had said, I mean, like, are we? I'm getting the sense then that charter amendment and putting it on the ballot. That's that is the way that council wants to move forward. No consideration of the other four options. I personally like it this way because it gives the residents the option. Since that you know that's really what everyone wants is okay. residents' opinion. So I think this is the way for every the residents to be able to speak and okay. the proper information they need, and they can make the vote. And we can move forward from there. And I think the actual language is simplified enough to where no one will get confused with the with their yes or their no. So uh, me personally, I don't have an issue with your proposal for um, the the ballot question. So um, I wish I could give you more feedback, but <laughs> I thought it was pretty clear and concise. And that's what we tried. You know, we, when Barb asked because this was prepared as well. As a request initially, I think it was done in January. Um, she had asked for something that was simple and straightforward and not, not confusing or misleading. Um, and, that, and that's why it was purely as simple as second could make it. So, um, and I think that it's like Member Jenner said, it, it's, it meets the objective, right? You're, not, you're trying to get the response to the temperature from your residents. Okay, if there's nothing else about the cannabis, uh, moving to discussion item C, the interim city administrator updates. Yeah. Mayor and Council, just wanted to give you an update on the um, proposals we've received for the uh, elevator that needs to be uh, 
worked on. Quotes are coming in anywhere between uh, 20,000 and 25,000. We're looking at the middle quote, which is out of Cone Care, which is a company that we currently contract with for maintenance. They're only, um, even though they're the middle quote, they're only $629 higher than the lowest quote. So that's right now who we're looking at going with. If there's any questions, I'd be happy to try to answer for you. Correct. Correct. And also, from what they've done so far, and they've they've been very responsive every time I've asked for an update. Unfortunately, this has gone on for quite a while. So, with labor costs and uh, uh, material costs, the quote continues to rise as we wait. So, they actually, they were up at twenty five. They came down to about nineteen two. It was at nineteen eight, and now they're at like twenty thousand five fifty seven. That also is money that you approved through the ARPA funds. Yep. Nothing. I was waiting, just I was waiting for, for a third quote. quote. It's been uh, a, a challenge, to say the least, to try to get that. It's taken about three months to get three quotes. Uh, yes, I just want to make you all aware of two different open houses that we will be having this week. Uh, we will be having on, let's see, on Wednesday, we are having an infrastructure open house. It'll be over in the meeting place from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, myself and a handful of representatives from Gipples Webster Engineering will be there uh, to discuss any and all of the infrastructure projects, uh, answer any questions. We'll have some FAQs, we'll have some maps, we'll have all sorts of information. So that will be happening again on Wednesday from 6 to 8. Uh, in the meeting place, which is the room on the other side of uh, the second floor. Um, and then we will also be having uh, Oakland County's Business Forward Open House uh, will be happening on Thursday from four to six down in the meeting place. And that is an opportunity for uh, the business community and residents and any entrepreneurs, whether they are existing entrepreneurs, uh, uh, expanding entrepreneurs, want to be entrepreneurs, they want information, need some assistance, um, that'll be their opportunity to learn about, learn a little bit more about the business board program, uh, meet Jamar, and, um, and move forward that way. So um, I hope, I hope you all can. What day is that the second event working? That is Thursday the 7th from 4 to 6 p.m. down in the community room. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's a flyer on Facebook already, right? Yes, there's okay. a flyer on Facebook. Uh, registration um, is encouraged, strongly encouraged on Eventbrite. Um, that, that's all um, on, uh, definitely on the DDA's Facebook page. It was also included in the e-newsletter. Uh, no registrations required for the infrastructure. Um, we'll just be happy to. Happy to chat with everyone. So, yes. And um, will either of these be on Facebook or? Uh, like recorded? Yeah, recorded? No, these are in person only. And if somebody couldn't make it, there wouldn't be any way for them to find out what happened or? They can always, um, I mean, they can always email me or give me a, give me a call. Uh, again, all this information will be available on the city's website once the, once the events are completed, um, but these are in-person events. 
The meeting place or the community room? Probably about 50. What's the meeting place? The meeting place is the room. Is the other? Yes. For, I mean, for, I mean, it's, we're not going to have tables and chairs. I mean, it's going to be an open house, right? So we'll just have, um, we'll have some display boards, um, perhaps, you know, some tables with uh, handouts that are available. Um, but it is, it is possible to have an open networking type of event. Well, it's a two hour event, so um, it's going to have to be that we do have other events in the community room, which is why we're up in the meeting place. So there's more events here. Yes. So um, but we wanted to make sure that we had this before the uh, construction work begins, and that's tentatively scheduled for April 18th, uh, provided we don't get weather like we did today. So um, we'll have to make it work, right? So I'm good. I'm good. Anyone else have any questions? Are you talking about the Monterey, the road? I don't know. Nothing can be done for the dirt roads right now because of because of the frost laws, right? The the muddy the muddy mess. I mean, that's in order for us to lay down any sort of stone or gravel that would really make a difference and not you know get rid of those potholes and the bulk of that mess. Laying down that stone won't work right now. It'll just make it worse. I'm not saying I, I don't know if it has anything to do with drainage or not. I'm just saying that right now, if we were trying to lay, lay stone to make to, to try and braid that out, it would just, it wouldn't work, right? It's, it's, you're not talking about the road. Yeah, I'm not talking about okay. pictures of the six foot six. It's, 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 yeah, some of these looked like, I mean, it looked like a running river at one point. I, know, I don't know. I haven't seen those pictures, so I'm sorry. I wasn't, I wasn't. I, I can look into it tomorrow. I haven't seen photos yet either. Okay, yeah. I don't know who's responsible for the mess that the uh, consumers made or, you know, what's, but it's not the road. It's just a huge area that's, Take a look at it tomorrow and try to give you a response then. Thank you. Thank you. Any other questions? Um, we are in council comments. Um, at the last meeting, asked about the hawk signal crossing and whether that was. Our funds were going to be used. We said mm -hmm. no, except in your October, November, <clears throat> December, and January reports, it says CED has submitted a request for ARP state level funds to install Hawk signal crossing. That's where I had seen it, and that was why I asked the question. Oh, yeah. We are, there's, I mean, there's a wider level of ARP funds, but 
this DDA is not pursuing the city's ARP funds to, to install Hawk signals. We have, like I said in, in our last meeting, we have budgeted one. We have, we are pursuing additional grant funding um, through the state for three additional ones. But this but, is our state level funds. These, these, are, these are your reports. Yeah, I understand. And I and that that is and there there are state level funds that are not particularly allocated to one community or another oh right so we are pursuing those funds for a hawk for hawk signals but we've not we've not yet heard a successful announcement of grant funds for that so okay, the so dda is going to not the same arc money that no. putting in our elevators no and no and the dda pur purposely did not pursue or even request any funds uh from the city's allocation of 420 ish um we we offered um council to manage a a grant program for home-based businesses if that was an avenue that council wished to pursue um, but that was that was only that just an offer that was something the council wanted to do. Um, that was not obviously that was not something that we presented to you in December as something that we wanted uh, as a project we thought would be a good use of the funds considering some of the other things that we have um, we have need of so the DDA is not looking for any art funds here okay. doing quite well. Okay. Also, um, there's a women's club meeting today and uh, Officer Car Amanda Carmack spoke about personal protection and scams and she shared a lot of helpful information and there's information that's available to residents, brochures on phone scams and things to look out for. Um, she said the current scams are IRS calls, uh, utility scams, car warranties, charitable organizations, uh, groups and people asking for payment through gift cards, um, Amazon emails, and then um, things that we should be aware of. Uh, there's been quite a bit of uh, auto larceny of, in areas around us. So make sure that you lock your car doors because they're just going and checking to see what doors are open and just you know taking money and things that are left in the car. Um, make sure that your address is visible for police and fire. Um, and also, did you know that uh, Lakeford Village Police will do vacation checks in any lower part of town? Um, and don't give your credit card info to anybody that calls you directly. So, uh, that was it. It's a, a great presentation. And again, there's information available for residents to pick up. Um, they are also collecting item, items for the VA hospital and uh, dressing Goodfellow dolls. That's something that they've been doing for about uh, 40 years, I guess. They are looking for new members. Their next meeting is May 2nd uh, when there will be a high tea and election of officers. Last of all, um, I have talked to several people about this, but um, I put in a request for five 
FOIAs um, last Thursday, um, asking for various information, some information that we've been trying to get for quite some time. Um, and I hope that I will be able to do that, but I got an email this afternoon from Kelvis saying that it's going to cost $4,500. So um, to let her know if I want to continue, I would have to pay half of that amount up front. So um, not sure how that amount was derived and you know what other avenues there are uh, to get some of the information. Answer that or that estimated cost is based on the hourly wage of the person that is the the hourly wage of the person that is capable, most capable of doing the work requested. In this case, um, that individual is Pam Bracci. Okay. So. And what was the estimate on, what's the rate, what's the estimate on, estimate on hours? Those are, we are estimating uh, approximately eight hours a day. So a full week to do 40 hours worth of work. Those are five very uh, detailed requests. Um, and in order to ensure that we have all of the information requested, that's, that is our best estimate at this point. And some of that information that I do have to go to the basement, which is closed off due to toxic mold, but I do have to go down there to get the information for you. So I currently have two quotes for remediation. Uh, third one was supposed to be here today. It still isn't here. So I'm hoping in the morning we'll have that third quote. Depending on where that falls, we may uh, uh, make an insurance claim to have it corrected. It just depends on the, the dollar figure. And I have two quotes. About $4,500. They're going to remove a portion of the ceiling. It's going to, they're going to wash the, the walls, the, the, um, the wood studs, uh, clean everything up, and then replace the ceiling and hopefully paint as long as we get it. I'm making sure that all the quotes are the same. So I want to bring it back to where it actually was. Well, they're going to bring in HEPA filters and, and cordon it off. There's a number of different um, processes that they're going to have to do to, to make sure that it's okay. We haven't gotten that far. Unfortunately, when you're dealing with this, this is my first time trying to deal with the mold, mold remediation. The amount of information is ridiculous and the, the amount of contradictory information makes it very confusing. So to me, it's actually better off for the city to actually get the three bids 
and let's see where we go from here. And that's the other thing that the other caveat to this is because I'm not sure when that basement was constructed. We're also going to have to get the drywall and uh, drywall and paint tested for for lead and asbestos. So, but the good thing is the mold remediation actually has a higher um, uh, threshold, so to speak, that they clean the air higher. They have higher standards than the asbestos companies. So it'll all be inclusive, and we'll uh, we should be able. They should be able to handle all of that. But they are going to test. <laughs> Well, again, we're, we're taking it as a, a step approach tomorrow. Hopefully I have the third bid and we'll decide then if we're going to call the insurance company and then if the insurance company gets involved, then obviously they're going to start telling us what we need to keep, what we need to clean and what we can discard. And we keep it. Yes. And we keep all of our records down there because we have no storage for so all of our paper records are downstairs in the basement. So they haven't necessarily been destroyed. It's just we can't go down there because of the mold and the access. Right. Correct. Okay. Right. Any other comments? Well, I'll just give a little quick update. <laughs> uh, as I promised, I went to the Simcock meeting in Harrison Township, which is the Southeastern Michigan Council of Government. And uh, they have they provided some really good resources for us. Um, they also have things like the electric vehicle resource kit and planning hub. 
that I would like to talk to or just share that with you so you can share with the planning. No worries, we're already on it. Yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so they just, they've really provided some good resources that I plan to share uh, with the community and uh, administration as well. Can I tag in there for just a second? Because that was a great segue. We actually have a public hearing scheduled for April 19th, uh, which is this month's, obviously this month's planning commission meeting for electric vehicle charging station ordinance. And we did very specifically look at um, what SEMCOG has put together. Um, I know myself and a couple of the other planning commissioners attended their, their recent um, EV charging yeah. meeting, seminar, webinar. So yes, so we're on it for you. Anything else? Open up the public comments. Public comments are just um, for the public to comment. It's not a dialogue between the council and the general public. However, uh, oh, it actually yeah. the one with the can give the public comments and uh, what the council can do is if somebody wants to uh, the point is, is that public comments are supposed to be before mayor and council comments, mm -hmm. and so it's better when that's not the case. Coming back, so. <laughs> sorry. So, yeah. So anyway, um, anyway, yeah, it's not. Okay. Oh, and it's three minutes for each person. Thank you. Hi, my name is Elaine Hantinen. Um, I'm a resident. I noticed there's a bunch of people here. I mean, whatever. A handful. There's like ten. Um, and several of them have note cards. I heard from a concerned resident that there was a meeting this weekend on Saturday um, of some residents um, and also Councilperson Kenez and Councilperson Miller. Um, and they, I don't know, came up with like a scheme where they're all gonna read note cards. And I just think like, you know, we've heard, we've seen this like on a national scale before we have like, some people who just, if you say anything that they don't like, they attack you personally. You know, Council Person Miller has <clears throat> accused me and my family, including my children, who are four and six, of being involved in some political conspiracies against oh gosh, me. I never said anything about Council Person Kenez's husband told me at a meeting after he didn't like one of my comments that I should take my kids and leave. And so it's just this whole attitude, you know, like conspiracy about this. Bruce must be coming up with something crazy because somebody asked him to find information, uh, random claims of election fraud that have been disproven by, you know, it's just, we don't need that here. We have real issues here. We have real things that are happening. And, and we need to be working together and working forward and moving forward. If we're putting time and effort into, uh, these tactics to divide people and just bring people down. Like, that's a waste of time. That's a waste of resources. That's not what we should be doing here. And I saw, you know, there's people who are like, well, there's issues with sewers. There's water backing up. Why don't we have a plan to deal with this? Well, there was a plan to deal with that in November 2019, and it got voted down. And Councilperson Miller was very proud that she led the charge to turn that down. So, I mean, whatever. There's people are concerned about things. There's things that need to change. There's things that need to get better. We need a city manager. We need a city clerk. We need to have all the positions staffed in the city. It makes sense to me, but there, there's people on the council who want those positions 
to be unfilled, who don't want administrative spending, who ran on a platform of we don't need as many people working in office, we don't need them to be paid as much as they're being paid. And we can see that things are not running as smoothly. We have three people doing, I don't know, seven people's jobs here who are stressed out, who you come into this meeting, you can see tears in people's eyes, you can see people's hands, you can, you can, you can feel the anxiety in this room. And, it's, and, and people have people have written it in their exit interviews of the toxic environment here. And it's just, thank you. Hi, first, I want to start by saying this is wonderful being in this room together with you. Thank you for making that happen. That's awesome. And I, I'm sorry, I apologize. I got here a little bit late, but I did want to talk. I heard Jalen speaking, and I'm sort of right with you, Jalen, about getting the pot thing on the ballot for November. And maybe, you know, I know this is not a question and answer, but I feel like there's been a lot of talk and I'd love to know, is it going to be on our November ballot? Has that decision been made? I sure hope so, because I'd like to see the citizens be able to vote um, on the pot dispensary, whatever uh, agenda and have a voice in that. Because I think that that's the only way I think we're gonna settle this and everyone's going to feel really comfortable because I'm telling you as much as I don't want one in the city if the vote said every you know the majority did I would say hey that's life you know that's a democracy and people get to vote and make decisions so that's me registering and really it's so good to be here with you guys I do want to say that be here in person thank you anyone okay uh, I'm Susan Arneson uh, at uh, 28252 Woodworth Way, a uh, longtime resident, 36 years this year. And um, I just want to also reiterate uh, Nancy's comments about being very positive about the fact that there should be language on a ballot for the residents to vote on. Jalen, you commented on that. I think I hope that that's the direction that we go in, and I strongly support that um, that initiative and giving our residents a chance to actually speak up and feel that they've had a voice in that decision as far as whether we want uh, marijuana facilities in our community. And I have to say, I don't agree with Elaine's initial comments as she started out with all of this. I think that there are a lot of positive things that are happening. And I think that it's really important that people express their opinions and get their concerns on the table. And that there are a, a wide variety of opinions that need to be heard so that they can be a objective and reasonable and fair a decision that ultimately gets made when decisions get made about what's best for the city and, and what's best on behalf of our residents. Thank you. Thank you. Who's next? Anyone? Then I will take a vote. Oh, I, I okay. was waiting because I thought we were all here to, to say something. Oh. So. 
I'm Lori Coons here to um, voice my opinion on the cannabis ballot. And um, I do believe it should be on the vote in November. And um, I still have a problem with the language. And I think you addressed this because we don't have a city clerk. And the city clerk shall transmit a copy of the proposed amendment to the governor. Now, how can we count on this? Well, first of all, what is the filing date? We never, did we ever come up with the filing date that this proposal has to be submitted? So um, they're, gonna provide, they're gonna provide the filing date and um, we'll post it on the website and then it'll be at our next meeting. Okay, um, because I am worried without um, a city clerk, this form is very particular and needs to be filled out accordingly. And that would be a perfect, you know, excuse for it to not get put on the ballot because it won't be done properly. And um, the other option I wanted to mention, um, I appreciate the open meeting here today, um, but I heard there's a, a meeting at Primera for the council members to come, or neighbors to come to, and. Oh, yeah, and I, I apologize. I totally forgot to say that. So, yes, um, it's something that we talked about, I think it was in November, that starting, uh, and thank you for stopping it, April 11th, uh, we will be up at uh, Panera at 6 o'clock, and everyone is invited to be there to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, and uh, it's something that, uh, well, it came out of uh, Karen's uh, suggestion about having uh, those kind of like town halls. So the appropriate thing is not to have it on city uh, property. And so that's why we'll be over there. I, I was just thinking along the lines of these open meetings and I'm glad to be here, but I was hoping to be like downstairs in the big room where more people could come. So, and then let me address that because we did, um, sorry, stop <laughs> We uh, did get a request to be downstairs. There will be a actual technical um, blueprint of what it will take to be downstairs. And it is um, a price involved with that, which would have to be approved by the uh, council because we have to get various equipment and Jim has explained this to us before, but I have asked him to uh, have it completely written out so we can share it with all the residents and then we'll make a decision there. And I think I missed it. One little thing about um, requesting um, that the list of buildings that have been solicited by cannabis buildings, businesses, mm -hmm. um, you said you don't have that? Correct. Um, but if I know that certain people have said that they've been approached, um, my doctor, for instance, I know you for his building. And you, you guys don't That's keep not record? No, I'm not, I'm not keeping, I, I do not keep records of what businesses or what prop commercial property owners have been uh, approached, thank you, <laughs> approached uh, by, by cannabis industry individuals. It's uh, one, the list would become far too cumbersome and that's, uh, that's not the city's business at this point. I mean, that's something to be considered if and when the city moves forward. proposal that you could assume most properties have been approached. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's why it's important to get it on the ballot so people can have a chance to say if they want it. And I 
should speak in defense of myself. I organized a meeting on Saturday. I rented the room myself. I paid for everything myself. And I invited neighbors. And I wanted an input from them regarding what's happening in the city. If they were aware of click fix, what they think about the roads. And I am not guilty of anything. And for her to accuse me of devising people or starting rumors, I'm very offended. <laughs> And if anyone wants to talk to me about that, I'd be happy to discuss. But I am not guilty of doing anything wrong. Thank you. Is there someone else that would like to speak? And after you, sir, it will be Amy Ward that's on. Uh, okay. Okay, I'm uh, Jay Vicensky. I'm a resident here. Um, I've grown up in Lathrop. I have my family lives here. I have two little kids. And I want to see Lathrop become a place that I'm proud of, and I want my kids to, you know, stick around here for a long time too, and to be a place that many people come back and raise their kids. Um, I agree with Jalen. I think we need to have concise, clear language on the ballot about the marijuana proposal because I think that's going to dictate the fabric of this community. Um, so I agree with you, Jalen. Thank you, and. Uh, in regards to uh, Karen Miller having the FOIA information, I think she is volunteering her time with city council just as well as everyone else here, but it shouldn't be that difficult for her to get transparent information about what's going on in the city in the past too. And so she can have the best information possible to lead us going forward. That's all it is. So it shouldn't be that difficult. You guys can get it done. I know you can. Thank you. Thank you. Let's see. Um, Ms. Moore. Where'd she go? And then Dawn um, Medley is after. She's still there. She just needs to be muted. Amy, there Anymore. Ms. Moore, you're available to talk. Hi, can you guys hear me? Not really. Uh-oh. Let's see, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, I, I, this is gonna be short and sweet, but um, I just want us to, I'm a Laketer Village resident, and I agree with Jalen that the cannabis um, proposal should be on the ballot. Totally agree. Thank you, Jalen. Um, and I would also like to revisit uh, traffic issues. Um, I know it's it's been vacated. You know, it, it was talked about early on in the year, but um, it's really an issue, especially over here on uh, Lather Boulevard. And um, finally. Uh, Councilman, Council Member Miller, I would like to thank you for, um, you know, let, letting our voices be heard. I really appreciate it. And um, you guys keep up the good work. That's it. Thank you. Um, hey there, you all. Um, I'm a former city council member and I just wanted to say that um, I wanted to speak for the employees of Lakewood Village at this point in time. 
Um, Karen Miller may be pretending that she is open and transparent. What she is, is behaving in a bullying fashion toward the people who work in the city. And that's why there are so many vacancies. That's why, um, you know, Lathrop Village is getting the reputation is not a good place to be a municipal employee. And so what I would encourage um, Ms. Miller to do is to perhaps seek to understand and to slow down on the accusatory nature in which she addresses city employees, those with whom she works with on council. I think if she would embrace a teamwork approach and work with people, even when she disagrees with them, as opposed to accusing them of withholding information that sometimes is right there. If she would just simply seek to understand, I think that Lathrop Village would get a lot further down the road and, and move the agenda ahead. And so I know that city employees at this point are afraid to speak up because of the way they are being treated by city council member Miller. I just wanted to make sure that they were being heard and that their concerns were validated. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to speak? Hearing none, I would take a adjournment, a motion to adjournment. I thought you were letting people speak out. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking sure. at the agenda. Go ahead. My, my, uh, oh, what is it? Go ahead, Karen. I, I just wanted to say my only agenda is to involve residents in the decision making in our community. We are at the top of the organizational chart. They deserve to be included in the process and decide how their tax dollars are spent. I don't have any, there aren't any conspiracies going on. I never talked about anyone's children, um, even though that person was passing out awful flyers slandering me. Um, so again, I wanna put residents at the top. I want residents to have a voice. I want to be transparent. And that's why I'm asking for information about things like the infrastructure committee study group and how that was formed and how this group of five to six people has determined how all, over $30 million of our budget is going to be spent. Um, and really, I mean, that's it. I just want people to be able to be respected when they have a question, to have their questions answered, for someone to answer the phone, for someone to follow up with something. Now, it's great that you're having this infrastructure meeting on Wednesday night, but uh, this stuff has been going on for over a year. There should have been communication. And, and how did this even come about? I saw, got a notice about it on Saturday night. I mean, we had our meeting, our, our Lori had her get together and you know, a few hours later, we, are, we have an infrastructure thing that no one had mentioned previously. So, I, I mean, I'm glad if that's what it takes to get things done around here, okay, great. But I am not trying to be disruptive. I'm committed to this community. We have so many people that are committed to this community and I, I just, I just think that we need to be involved in the process. I, you know, respect people that respect me, and I'm going to say that. And, you know, while, while Ms. Medley is calling from New York, telling us how we should run things, um, you know, I have incidents where, you know, she's extremely rude to me. So this working together and teamwork and 
you know, respecting people. Uh, same thing with uh, Mrs. Mantinen, respecting people and all of that. I mean, that has not been has not been the case. You know, you get respect if you're, you know, on one side of an issue. But we have so many people here that have so many uh, 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 different perspectives and opinions and experience and knowledge. And instead of pushing people away and pushing people out, we should be tapping into the resources that we have here to create a community or, or, or keep this community going so that people like Jay move back here and raise their children here. I raised my children here and I wouldn't, there's no other place that I would have rather been. And I want that to continue. And if we don't have open conversations and open dialogues and listen to different perspectives, different opinions, and, and we as the representatives of the residents don't make our decisions based on what our residents tell us they want, then we will not continue to be the community that we are. And that's one of the reasons I decided to run because I saw things falling apart. I saw that residents were not respected, residents we're not at the top of that chart. And so I hope to try and make a, a difference in that respect. So you know, every meeting, I keep getting hot shots, whatever. So again, I have no personal agendas. I'm here for the residents. Thank you. Was there any, well, I just make one comment. But in respect to the comment that just came in, um, blaming Karen, I wanted to mention that it was extremely inappropriate for Bruce Cantor to use this platform to bash someone he, everyone who he was talking about, that was unfair, uncalled for, and really unprofessional. The room was full of people who were saying, what's going on? So um, in Karen's defense, I just want to say, I know she is trying for the people. She honestly cares about what's happening here. And I don't think she should be slammed in public like this. Thank you. Anyone else? Betty Ann Wright, I'm a 44 year resident of the city and I've watched many city councils come and go. Up until past four years and some things were brought to my attention. I wasn't happy, but I knew I didn't have a voice in council. You people have been voted in to represent the residents who pay taxes, who would like to know where the money is being spent and how it's being spent. And Karen Miller, as councilwoman, I wanna thank you for asking the questions pertinent that residents need to know and want to know. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Yeah, I'd like to say something also. I'm Ann Ryan and I've lived here for 40, 43 years. Um, Karen is amazing and she asks questions. She and she's always willing to talk out any problem or any situation with the resident. Um, keep asking questions, keep looking and digging because that's how we're gonna, we're all gonna be on the same page eventually because we will all know the same knowledge and we'll all have an idea about what everybody's talking about. It's, I'm so glad that we could come in here today. I guess um, 
Kelly, if that could be possible downstairs. And you had said something about money. It's more expensive to be down there. And I think we're all worth it to be down there. I, well, I will jump in and I would say the reason why we had not done it was because of that. And then I also refer to the fact of what we were going to do is put the whole technical spec together because our council said they want to know where the money's going. So I thought the right thing to do is to show what would be mm -hmm. needed to go into the community room. Well, I 100% agreed with you in your email, which I said, I like to be downstairs also, very truthfully. And I told you that in your email. You did. I don't understand. I, you did not list the things that would need to be done or to be um, paid for as right. a result of having the community come down to the community room. What I said was, um, we have talked about moving our council meeting to the community room, and I do think that's a good idea. It was conveyed to me that there's an extra cost to doing this, but if that is what you think the community wants, then I think we should do it. I've added the city administrator and Jim, the administrator of the LBTV to this email. They can respond and let you know what it takes to make this happen. If they can make it happen, then I'm all for it. So what it was is that I'm waiting for them to give me the pricing, the logistics and everything to share with all of council so then we can move downstairs. So it's not that I didn't give it to you. I didn't have anything to give to you. But as I said, I wanted them to send it to you so you would have the exact the equipment that we needed, the price that we needed, and that it would be how it be set up. Because as you asked, um, you asked for people to come back in here. You're in here. I have no problem with it. I personally don't have a problem with it. So I don't want you to think that it was, yeah. but I just don't want you to think that it was me stopping anything because it's not. I just want you to be informed just like what you're asking for transparency from all of us. And so as soon as I have it, as stated in the email, I will give it to you. Okay, I believe you will. I, I Tell me again who asked to be, um, who you need to speak with to approve So Jim is, um, Jim is in the other room, stick your head, Jim. Um, stick your head in there so you can meet him. Okay. And he can also kind of explain to you what it takes to be downstairs. Because one thing, if I'm not mistaken, and Jim, I'm sure he'll correct me, there's something about the microphones being downstairs. There's something about taking these cameras downstairs. And the whole board that they use that's up here is not wired downstairs in the community room. So it, it's more of a logistical and cost situation. We have one cameraman down here, I mean, up here. But it's more that's going to be needed downstairs. So it's more to it than just take your stuff and move it downstairs. So if you want to stick your head into meet Jim, maybe he can give you some more information. I'm I'm not tactically savvy when it comes to the TV part of it. Okay, I just have known for many years that we we've always done the council meetings. So we didn't use to also do the Zoom stuff. You know, when we did move them downstairs, we didn't do Zoom. We didn't do uh, Facebook. It was recorded and then it was put onto television. It wasn't a live situation. I mean, well, it was a live before situation. Before the pandemic, you're talking about. Pardon? You're talking about before the pandemic? I'm talking about the way that, yes, the way we're doing it now is it's a smidgen different than what it used to be because I was here when we had them downstairs and it was recorded to TV, not for Facebook Live, not for. Zoom. Yeah, I watched the Zoom too. A YouTube. It wasn't on YouTube later. either. No, that was only what we I mean, that was special meeting. Mayor, I also know that when we are downstairs, we do have to rent additional equipment to be down there because right. we have had to rent it for the special meetings. I do know that, and Jim will probably say that too. 
fun. That's what I'm waiting for the email back. Yeah. And that um, that's why I added them to your email in my response. So right, you right. can all get that information back. I just think that more people would come if they knew they had the space and had the voice um, to speak with all of you to ask questions if we welcomed them downstairs with their space. We've done it for many, many years. I don't know why the um, financial issue comes into it. Sure, it costs money, but heck, you know, if you want the residents to be part of, of the city and, and be involved, let's make it pleasant for them to come here. Well, let's make it happen. Let's find out what it is and we'll just do it. Thank you. Cooler, cooler than me that's been having conversations about meeting clients. I have been having several conversations with Jim over the last, I don't even know, all, every month of COVID. Um, my, myself and, and Jim and uh, former city administrator Mitchell Terrio, we have all discussed ad, ad nauseum and confusingly at times um, what the process is, what we may be able to do to get the meetings downstairs and um, and it, it has been quite expensive. Uh, I, I can't tell you what the cost is off the top of my head, but I, I mean, it's that has been the one thing that has repeatedly been the, the sticking point is that it is extremely expensive to move the all, all of the equipment and all like all the all the equipment all uh you know the the cost for the additional operators camera operators and whatnot yeah. Yeah. So that, Okay, hi everybody. Um, greetings from Germany. I'm up in the middle of the night to watch what's going on. And I wanted to say that whether it's in the office there or in City Hall or it's on Zoom, I appreciate being logged in and appreciate everything that you guys are doing. Um, I'm very sad to see the divisiveness in this new um, council that I didn't see before. So, although, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of cheerleaders for the new council member, I've seen the other sides too. But uh, if we can move together and there's productive, like a productive journey forward instead of always going backwards to find out where all the mistakes are, okay. Yeah, to a degree that has to be done, but I'd like to see more progress and less infighting. So um, I can actually attest to what Dawn said earlier. I've talked to several people that had left the, the city and I agree with her. They didn't want to work with Karen. So hopefully Karen can smooth out some of the uh, prickly stuff and you know, be a team player. Be a team player. You know, this April 11th thing, ask the council person. Barb and I know absolutely nothing about it. So, you know, being a team and sharing information or whatever, that, that's the reality of it. I saw it in an email that Bruce sent to some to Jason Hammond and whatever. That isn't anything that was ever shared with us. So when I ask about who is we talking about how we hold our meetings, I remember asking uh, December 6th downstairs, 
when do we have a discussion about what our meeting structure looks like? And I, that was, I don't know, that was a guy that was babbled on, you know, multiple things. So, you know, I, but this, this facade of it's just, you know, I won't work with people. It, it's, it's just, it's not true. There's this, uh, you know, it, it's not true. Again, I have no idea what, a, what, uh, April 11th is about and who is this to me and who is and you said it was my idea so that's great I'm glad that you implemented my suggestion you want, do you want me to explain it or no, I don't, don't worry about it so um Jason was Jason Hammond was there hi everybody can you hear me uh, so earlier during public comments, uh, somebody mentioned the meeting this past Saturday and offered to speak with anybody who was interested about it, but they didn't mention their name and I would like to speak with them about it. Is it possible to find out the name of the person that offered that? I can give that information to you, Jason. Is there anyone else that wanted to make a comment? Hmm? Oh, I, Sorry, I didn't. I didn't I'm hear sorry. the answer. I'm so sorry, Jason. That's not true. I'm sorry. <laughs> you want to know the name now? Or, or somebody can let me know after the fact. It's fine. I just would like to know who that person is so I can engage with them. Is that information you give out when people rent the community room? He just asked. He just asked what someone just said, and I'm trying to figure out which one he's talking about. He asked who was the person that said that they can get in contact with her. And I'm assuming that you mean Lori. Yes. Okay. My so. name is Lori Coons. I rented the room and um, I'm happy to speak with you. All right. And thank you. Can... I appreciate it. Jason, Jason, I will, this is Susie. I, I can facilitate um, getting, exchanging con uh, contact information with you and Lori and you can make sure you two both have your, yeah. the conversation that you'd like to have. So thank, thank you. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, no, I just wanted to say, is there any reason why two of you can't move up here and just leave one there and then we free up a lot of space in the room? I mean, they did. Oh, I, I mean, this is just a, this is it's easier for the three of us um, to be together and, and have and have this instead of um, taking up space. We also want to make sure that you all have adequate room to spread yourselves out. Um, so, I, you know. I'm just, if it's a big cost concern, we did used to meet here, and I think you could get about 30 chairs in here. And I think the city administrator used to sit up here. I don't know if he used to sit there. Mm, no, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Anyway, it's just a thought. And then yeah. just for you, since you're kind of doing that part, they can just give you a table right there. Right. But that really opens up a lot of space and might save us some money. Okay. Thank you for the suggestion. Any other um, comments? Well, I appreciate everybody showing up today. Um, again, for April 11th, over at Panera. Um, we will, whoever would like to come can be there just to kind of have like a there's no nothing scheduled. There's nothing. I'm just gonna say no agenda is provided, and it's just kind of like a chit chat. Whatever you want to talk about. Mayor, what time is that at? It's at six o'clock. I will be there. 
Um, and Rookie said that he was going to come. Um, but I don't know if he's going to be there, but basically, it's something that we talked about before and you brought it up. It's going to be a, an event where there's a quorum of council that needs to be. Yeah, that. that's what I, I'm hoping that they're going to run with that. So, yes, of yeah. course. So they're going to post it that way anyone can come. So it's not restricted to only two people being in the meeting. You know, that's why I left early. I mean, that's why I didn't walk all the way into the meeting on Saturday because I knew that that wasn't posted and that would be a quorum. Oh, so there this, wasn't a meeting. But I'm, no, whenever you're talking about anything like, you know, the city administrator position and things like that are in what we needed to do, you know. I'm so pissed off, Karen Miller. I can't get back to. Um, that would be still considered a quorum if three of us walked in. You know, if I was the third person that walked in there while y'all were discussing, you know, whatever, if it had to do with the city. So that's why um, they're opposed to this for eight of us. Oh, thank you. Is this something else you wanted to say? No, I just oh. wanted to make sure I heard because I, I have a guest, invited guest, and I know about inappropriateness of council members. Oh, I'm just, I'm not even talking about Saturday. I'm just saying, give me an example of why they need to post April 11th because anybody oh, can come. I, That's I, all I, I'm I, saying. That's I, all I'm saying. I would uh, entertain a most. Uh, oh, Mia, I have one question about oh, okay. Is there a is there a schedule that, like, are you considering doing this, uh, the council chats like once a month, every other I week, or? Have, I, I, or I don't think they have at least once a month. Okay. This is trying to get some camaraderie and some just some stability back in the, you know, and to be off site that one. Okay. Yeah. But there's no set, you, there's, we've not, a schedule has not been devised. So, all right, just wanted to make sure. Thank you. Thank you. Do I have a second? Good night, everybody. Have a wonderful night.